0: Morning, good afternoon, good evening, however you're watching, wherever you're watching, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. It's the bet Online to so Detroit podcast and we have a very special guest here today. We got the man who's been all over. I actually looked into you. You're from the boot, which is great. You went to yeah. one of the top high schools in the boot, Edna Davis, right? I did I say wrong? Edna Carr. Edna Carr, one of the top high schools there. Um from there, you went to Georgia Tech. You was okay. at Georgia Tech, which right across the street from the varsity. That's big right. time spot in Georgia. And then you got into your coaching career. You was at GMC. Actually, I was at uh, – I coached at New Mexico Highlands. You was at GMC. Okay. And then from GMC, you went to – I'm slipping my mind now. I had it Oklahoma
1: all – Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State,
0: yep. Okay. Then, then you went to the other team in L.A., and then you went to the right team in LA, right. and now you found yourself at the right university in LA. So, no going full circle at the best university in the world. Without further ado, we got Coach Eric Henderson, a.k.a. Coach Henny. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing well, man. Doing awesome. Super excited to be talking with you guys, man. I appreciate you guys inviting me on. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Ryan, how are you doing today? Great happy to be here talking with both you fellas and coach great to see you again super pumped uh you know it was was, it's so funny covering the la teams and even just being an la fan here it's like you know sad to see you leave the rams and then elated to see you join the trojans so i know we'll get into it but happy you didn't leave the la confines and and we get to get your services on here so appreciate it thank you very much coach
0: let's jump straight into
2: this thing And, and i can speak for
0: myself i'm an la kid i grew up on the east side of the 110 i saw the the torch light up from my fork porch. I remember hearing the fans roar from the Coliseum. SC was the thing when I was a kid from R.J. Sauer. Junior Seau, Matt to good all the legends that came through there. That's what drew me to SC. Right. My question to you is what what was the draw to SC? What drew you to come and be a Trojan?
1: The exact same thing that you speak of. When you talk about just the awesome history of this program uh, with all of the players that's been here, the coaches that's coached here, I mean, this is uh, a professional Program, I mean, professional university, if you will, and it's like you said, it's the best in the world. Uh, when you talk about the academic standards that SE has, and then the athletic programs that uh, you know we've put out, uh, it's been it's been phenomenal to see from afar, uh, and now to be a part of uh, continuing to try to make history here. Uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity. Uh, should you leave what was an awesome opportunity like like I had with the uh, LA Rams?
2: Yeah, you go. yeah, Coach Al, Al kind of mentioned it at the lead, but you know, you got your feet wet in college right out, out the gate, coaching mm-hmm. at GMC and Oklahoma State and UTSA before moving to the pros. But mm-hmm. then being in the pros now back in college, and it seems like as soon as you came here, like you hit that recruiting trail mm-hmm. running. And probably, I bet you haven't slept more than you know, an hour or two a night. Can you just speak on What it's been like going from from just maybe the pro grind, because it is still a grind, but now the college grind that is recruiting and selling the university and selling kind of your position.
1: Yeah, it's been a true diswork, display of the dog work mentality. When you talk about leaving the uh, L.A. Rams and literally two days later, starting uh, at SC with the transition and getting ready to go on the road because I felt like I had some ground to make up. So I hit the road uh, extremely excited. Uh, having missed that opportunity to meet people and get out on the road, whether it be the driving and and being able to clear your thoughts uh, when you're driving in rental cars around the country and uh, visiting high schools and rekindling those relationships with uh, head coaches and and coaches at those high schools that you've been to before, you know, it's been awesome. Like I've, you know, enjoyed recruiting all my life. And so uh, to be back in this world, Uh, Obviously, uh, the recruiting dynamics are different now, um, but it's still the same when you talk about being able to build those personal relationships with uh, families and and, and young men that uh, truly lean on us as role models and coaches to be able to help them develop and uh, direct them in the right direction, knowing that you have a lot to offer both as a person and as a, a coach with a tremendous amount of experience. Uh, like I have. And so I I enjoy those opportunities that I get.
0: Yeah, Colchini, I see that you uh, mentioned dog work. You got the hashtag dog work on there. You want to explain the theory behind dog work and what that means? And I'm excited because dogs are dogs. So that means that D-Line is about to be some dogs. So go ahead and explain no, man, what dog work it's, is.
1: It, it's 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 truly a mentality, man. It's a mentality. It's a way of life. It's the way you go about your day-to-day business. When you talk about having uh, the discipline-added mindset, uh, having the right attitude that we can control every day, uh, the work ethic that comes with that, uh, whether you're in uh, the sports world or just in your day-to-day life, you have to have some type of discipline, attitude, work ethic, and then having some type of grit to be able to, uh, you know, just withstand challenges that come your way. And then what does it mean to work? You know, you gotta be a willing participant first and foremost. And when you're willing to do what it takes to to achieve greatness or accomplish those goals that you set for yourself, you become obsessed with what that feels like, obsessed with wanting to uh, strive for greatness. And then when you're obsessed, you can uh, attack uh, situations with a relentless mindset, uh, knowing that there is going to be challenges, there's going to be uh, difficult moments that you would uh, uh, experience and to be able to do it again and to... Uh, chase that uh, opportunity again and then being able to have that killer instinct to finish the competition or finish the job, if you will. And so you you just got to love it. And when you talk about an acronym and breaking down every letter in dog work, that's what that means. And when you can live your life that way. Uh, Again, whether it be the sport that you're involved in, the way you go about your day-to-day tasks, when you wake up, if you have that approach to life, it helps you. And I truly believe that it covers every aspect of Uh, development it covers every aspect of uh, your uh, approach to things and uh, and it's just good for young men to be able to uh, have something that they can lean on and refer back to knowing that it hits so close to home
0: I love it sign me up where's my NIL
2: sign me up I'm ready to go (laughs) (laughs) Go Yeah. (laughs) yeah you know you know we've been obviously blessed here in L.A getting to watch, you know, the services of, of Aaron Donald and, and what he's been able to do. And, but I, I think, you know, what you've done as a coach, you know, I always call you on this show and all shows, like, I think you're the best yeah. defensive line coach, you know, in America and not just saying that to toot your horn, but just when you see the other guys that aren't Aaron yeah. Donald, the Kobe Turner's of this year who should have been defensive rookie of the year and whatnot yeah. so when you talk to these kids now and obviously they're probably first like oh aaron donald like talking about aaron donald yeah. kind of what's your mindset and obviously it goes into everything you just said with dog work but tell them like hey let's look at how we can develop you to become right. the next aaron donald But this is what it's going to take to get there
1: that's right ryan like you, you you hit that on the head like a lot of guys obviously they know aaron donald he's the best to ever play the game at the position and uh i mean so it's awesome having have a relationship with him and having coached him for a number of years and just watching uh, AD continue to uh, thrive in his career and not show any signs of slowing down. That's that is phenomenal. So uh, it it's helped me as a coach, having coached a guy like that because he draws so much attention. And when he draws so much attention, you have to find ways to. Uh, continue to to help him be who he is, whether that be trying to dictate the protection when you come, when you talk about the schematic side of things from a defensive perspective, uh, whether that be encouraging and developing the guys around him, like you speak about the Kobe Turners and the, Brunt, the Byron Youngs and uh, the Jonah Williams and, uh, you know, all of the guys that's played there, the Ashawn Robinson having the best career that he's ever had playing uh, for the for the LA Rams and Greg Gaines and Sebastian Joseph Day and even Brock uh uh Michael Brockers having his best careers uh when we've played together and so uh you know Morgan Fox. I mean you can go on and on. And so like it's been nothing but development. All of those guys have achieved everything that they could uh achieve playing next to A D and uh obviously us working together with me being a coach. And so it's been fun coaching those guys. They've all been uh role models and and um you know they've all uh definitely displayed what the dog work mentality means what that looks like uh the way they went about their business every day when you talk about practice habits um and so the developmental piece has been huge when you speak about those guys and yes Kobe Turner should have been uh the defensive rookie of the year and it's and it's sad to to that that we didn't get that right or the NFL didn't get that right uh um, because he's very deserving of it, and he's done everything that that he uh, should have, could have done to position himself to have won that award.
0: Yeah. Coach, any um, there's been a long going argument here at LAFB. Where? Um So I've I've coached at the Division two level at the college level, and I always say there's a difference between coaching and a difference between teaching. Right. and at the college level you're teaching you have to teach these kids how to play the game where to put their hands right stands because some high school coaches don't put them in the best situation at the college level it's more coaching like hey you're good there place your hand that's i'll place my hand right there look at the protection things like that now you're going back to teaching the game how has that transition been with the guys that you have now and coming back to the college level
1: well i think it's a little bit of both on both um on both uh levels. You know, I think you're always teaching, you know, and I think you're always coaching. And uh I think, you know, so when it comes t- when you talk about just the having the base fundamentals, I think it's just a little bit more focusing on the base fundamentals of a, a stance, if you will, when you talk about the college uh uh, students, athletes that are transitioning, I mean, a high school student athletes that are transitioning into college, you know, is those base fundamentals is what you really have to hone in on, uh, getting in a proper stance, understanding how to uh, utilize certain stances. And then you talk about the hands placement, the uh, the eye progression and, and the violence that we need to have at the point of attack, uh, understanding uh, just the schematics of football. You know, you're teaching these guys truly football. But at the end of the day, it was the exact same thing with the L.A. Rams and in the NFL. You still have to teach these guys those things because you'll find out that even when you're, uh, you know, drafting young men men into the National Football League, some of those guys still need to understand uh, those those uh, key uh, uh, technical and base fundamentals that were probably not even taught on the collegiate level. And that's part of the the motivation that I have to be here because I recognize that uh, a lot of that was missing even with some of the guys that you're drafting still having to work on some of those base fundamentals that you're always going to coach and some of those key schematic uh, indicators that can help those guys play faster. Because at the end of the day, it's all about getting your guys to play fast. If they can line up, understand what's happening prior to the ball being snapped, how fast can we play? You know, do I know how I'm going to be blocked because of the front that I'm in? You know, where my position on the football field dictates uh, how this guy has to release off the ball. And then now I can play faster because I have an understanding of that. And so all of those things are constantly being taught, whether you're in the collegiate level or on the professional level, those base fundamentals are never, you know, you're never going to stop coaching those things or just move away from those things. Right. And then you talk about pad level, the technique and all of those things, like it's, it's going to always be things that you're talking about when you talk about football in general.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know,
2: coach, when you, I know you've only been, what is it, even been a month you've
1: been with SC yet? Just about, just about. (laughs) just about, just a, about month. a month it over a month
2: yeah when you look at and obviously spring ball you know starts here in, in a couple of weeks so you, you haven't probably got ingrained with the whole team or at least the players a ton yet but when you look at you know returning players a little bit you know obviously everyone knows barry alexander but you look at jameel muhammad great leader in this team you look at yeah. anthony lucas who has a ton of talent as a raw pass rusher um, have you been able to talk a lot to those guys yet? Or just what do you kind of see maybe from the group returning that excites you and is ready to that's get right. you in that, in that building and really get them, you know, to that next level?
1: You're exactly right. We've had a, had a few uh, within the, uh, the framework of the, the rules that a lot
2: of times that we we're able to spend with
1: those guys, right, we've had those opportunities to be able to kind of talk a little bit about that, right? But obviously you need so much more work, and that's why I'm excited for spring ball or able to truly dive into those things. However, those players that you mentioned, we talked about Jamil, his leadership, uh, Anthony Lucas, his athleticism, his ability to rush the pass and bear uh, continuing to try to develop into the complete player that he can be. You know, he's, all those guys still have so much that they can tap into. And that's why you're excited about this group. You know, and then you got so many other guys that you haven't mentioned that uh, that I'm excited about as well. You know, and so, like, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a challenge. going to be the defensive structure that, 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 that should be uh, player friendly for these guys to play fast and understand what's happening, line up quick, and, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, make it simple for them so that they can execute at a high level.
2: Yeah. It's music to Al's ears right there.
0: <laughs> play fast, man. Play fast and recreate the line of scrimmage. You create you a new that. line of scrimmage, you win in every time. Um, <laughs> Coach so, uh, and one of the, I talk about it all the time on the show, too. Uh, one of the things I say is, and I think you approached it a little bit in the dog mentality. One of the things I always say, like when I was coaching, I said, we are the last. We are the last group of men that we see before these young men step into the real world. So you have to set example and you become a second part. Like um, a lot of people call college coaching salesmen, be, but you have to convince a parent to have your kid come live with them for four years. And that's a hardest thing to do. Um, so what I'm getting into is, you know, and like I say, we're the last, last set of men that they see before they step into yep. the real world. Yep. Um, and it's different going into the NFL a little bit because you're still getting some kids. That's Can right. you tell us the difference in the mentoring from the NFL to the mentoring in college?
1: I think it's the same, but I do think it's a bit more precious when you're talking about, Uh, developing those relationships prior to college, right? When you talk about the family and the young men that we're uh, trying to onboard, um, it is dear because you're asking these, these parents and sometimes single moms, you know, who's never been away from their kids to trust you and trust that you have their best interests at heart. And I think that's part of the reason why I love recruiting so much because I do everything with my heart. You know, and I truly love and care about these young men developing. I truly know that the experiences that I've had in my personal life, when you talk about my growth and development, how that can play a huge impact in developing these young men. Like, I'm excited about those things because I know it works because it's genuine. It's real. I'm not doing anything to sell you on why I want your your, your, the, your, your young man to, to be under my supervision. I truly want to be an extension of their parents uh away from home whether they're fatherless like i grew up and so there's a little bit more of a personal reason why i feel like i'm the best coach and uh mentor for that young man if he did grow up similar to me without a father in his life and a single mom i also lost my mom at a a young age and so like you're just not going to get someone that truly cares like i do it's not going to happen and it's not possible and i understand i've been in this profession for a while now and I know what that looks like, you know, when you talk about true genuineness, true love and passion for what you do. That is who I am. Right. That's why I want to be the best at everything. I want to be the best, you know, and I feel like I am the best in the world when it comes to this. And so uh, whether that be developing, whether that be developing relationships, whether that be uh, being truthful in terms of looking a parent in the eye and telling them exactly what's going to happen for their young man and and how that plays itself out. Um, Obviously, being honest, upfront, uh, forthright in terms of how you go about your business. Like, you, you can't help but win with me, whether that be in life, and that doesn't always mean going to the National Football League. You can still win in life without playing in the NFL. It's not all about that. However, you have the best shot at playing in the NFL, if you are under the supervision of me because I'm a C to that. Right. And so uh if God, you know, has it out for those guys and, and they're healthy and they're doing everything that they're being asked of, you have a very great opportunity to achieve those goals if that's goals of yours. And so uh that's what I'm excited about, man. I'm just telling you. And so I'm looking forward to every bit of that.
2: Yeah. No, I, it's great to hear because I think especially with this new era of the, the evil three-letter word, right, NIL, and uh, I think that still, in my opinion, holds more weight, like what, what who's going to be there mentoring my kid? And I'm reminded, coach, and I please jump in and correct me if the fact's wrong, because it was a long time ago, when I had you on the show, geez, three years ago or so, you kind of were telling a story about when you're starting off coaching and, you know, going on road trips at this university, having to, you know, provide meals yourself because you care about the kids and want to make sure, sure they were eating right. So I'm reminded just that goes deep, like this yeah. care and this, this mentorship and saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm all in yeah. on this. I care about you. It's not just about the end goal. It's like, we're getting through this together. So uh, did I get that story right? That was a long time ago.
1: It's so awesome that you even remembered that, man, that's really cool because you're talking about the experience that I had at Georgia military college uh, when I was coaching at GMC, you know, these you're, you're talking about a junior college where, we had the opportunity to recruit some of the most talented individuals I've ever seen, right? Because people, and I, in my mind, I thought they slept on those junior college players at that time, and it was because obviously, you know, they didn't have the grades. And some of those guys that didn't have the grades were the most talented Division One players. They're still four and five star players that were at junior college at the junior college level. And so uh, they didn't always have the means, you know, you're not at a division one program where you had everything at your disposal for the most part. And so, you know, I just came from the National Football League. When you talk about my transition uh, to a coach um, at that particular time. And so knowing that there was that I was able to personally provide uh, whether it be drinks on the long 20 hour bus ride, you know, waters and. And, and, and food and things that you could help those guys with. Uh, you know, it, it was just a genuine approach to that, you know, knowing that these guys are giving everything that they can. But what people don't understand is that that goes a long way because those guys played their tails off. I mean, I had guys like Trent Brown, who's in the National Football League right now, is the left tackle for the New England Patriots, Neville Hewitt, you know, still playing for the Houston Texans. You know, all of those guys was on that, you know, uh, that junior college uh, team that I was coaching at, at Georgia military along with a few other guys that played. And it was just, uh, it was awesome, man. It really. was.
0: Yeah. I Man, that you're speaking to me right now because when, when I was coaching, that was like a thing I did like before before camp start had a dinner at my house, middle season, had a dinner at my house at the end of the season, had a dinner at my house because you know, cafeteria food ain't the greatest. We That's was cool. in Las Vegas, New Mexico in the middle of yeah. nowhere. We had a bunch of California <laughs> kids like, man, y'all come and get a good meal. Like, so yeah. I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. Like, yeah no money not, nothing to eat off of like but they remember that's you it. right and that's like it. i still have kids to this day that still reach out to me and like coach how you doing or you get a random call i be like you were used as a reference for such and such like yeah. oh okay great kid love him he, he'll work hard for you like so i know exactly what
2: you're talking about it, it, that that definitely yeah, speaks it. to me
0: ryan yeah. you got another question or you mind if i go
2: no, get him out. Yeah, this going be the last one. Yeah. Get him out of here. good,
0: coach. Yeah. Good. All right. Well. All right. First, um, before we go, I'm into with this. So your your SoCal coaching tour ends here, Coach Chini. You can't go to the other side of town. We have to end your SoCal coaching tour here. Has <laughs> to stop right here. <laughs> uh, but um, so uh, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you this earlier. So recruiting. I'm going to tell you my recruiting experience. I love the road trips. I love seeing different cities. I love going to different places. I hated the whole sleeping in a hotel and I hated eating at restaurants for like 10 days at a time. What are your what do you love about recruiting? I know you touched on it, like going to high school. But just give a little bit of the part that you you dislike about it.
1: Uh, To be honest with you, I don't really think that I disliked a lot about it, man. That's that's the crazy part about it. And people might think I'm crazy, but I actually enjoy every bit of it. Oh, let me take that back. I'm sorry. There is something that now I'm thinking about it that I do dislike: being away from my family. You know, I have a daughter now, and uh, and she's you know 19 months. Her name is Sky Henderson, and uh, she is the most beautiful young lady in the world. Just so dear to my heart. I love my wife, and uh, when I uh, or when I'm away from them. And for to be away from them so sometimes weeks at a time, you know that's that's tough. And so you gotta talk FaceTime. You gotta you know uh, talk to them while you're driving. Uh, my baby is yelling, Dad, Dad. You know uh, every time I call, like that is super tough. And that's the part that you know I, I really have to be honest that I, I hate. Uh, prior to uh, having a wife and a kid. You know, I couldn't tell you anything. So that would be the only thing that I really dislike.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, so that I'm trying to buy a a sprinter van, convert it into yeah. like a camper van. So then you can just bring them on the roads. So you got to do the same thing <laughs> with they you. Know.
0: <laughs> Colchini, I appreciate you, man. I enjoy your time. It was great talking to you. I'm pumped man, for the season. Hi. Oh, I do have one more question. Will Did we be know? able to will we be able to execute a pirate this year? Cuz if you execute pirate, you're the best D-line in the in the nation. You know that. <laughs> if you can land sacks on pirate, can we get pirate executed this year?
1: We'll get a couple of them executed, big dog, I promise. That's
0: hey, man. You get pirate <laughs> down, you you the best. That's that's uh, good news, awesome. man. That's we're ending on a high note. That's great. Coach, I appreciate too. your time. I enjoy you. Um you guys, we got one of the best here. You see his passion, you love it. It's a salute to Troy better line podcast. Live free fight on.